and welcome to Fresh Fusion, a show where we discuss the business, the art, the ethics of content creation on the open web. And if there's ever been a time when it seems like literally everybody is talking about the business, the art, the ethics of content creation on the open web, it is right now. (laughs) I am your host, Jared White, and this is episode 80. The Heat Death of the Social Media Universe. Well, my friends, it has been an interesting last few weeks, to say the least. (laughs) Oh my god. I have been in a bit of a funk, I have to say. I'm coming out of it. I'm coming out of it. But yeah, it's been a little tricky. Been a little, little hard to navigate these troubled waters. One bit of sparkling good news served fresh uh, lately has been the results of the 2022 United States midterm elections. I'm not going to go all into that right now, but uh, but that's been kind of kind of interesting and from my perspective, exciting. Um, But some other things have been going on that have been just pretty much awful and horrendous. <laughs> and of course, I'm talking about the meltdown of BirdSight, aka Twitter. Uh, it's called BirdSight uh, somewhat, I don't know, affectionately, ironically, uh, derisively. <laughs> I'm not really sure. But um, those of us over on the Fediverse, aka Mastodon servers, etc., cetera, uh, call it BirdSight. Um And here's the interesting thing. Um, A few years ago, kind of in the early days of this show, I believe back when it was just called The Jared White Show before it was renamed to Fresh Fusion, um, I was super into Mastodon. And I was posting a lot of content about Mastodon and about the Fediverse and all this open web stuff. Um, But I kind of fizzled out. I kind of fizzled out on all that. Um, And... I hate, hate to say it, I'm ashamed now, but <laughs> I I bailed and went back to Twitter and really focused on Twitter. But it was, in my defense, it was at a time when Jack Dorsey had really uh, taken the reins at Twitter, and it seemed like he was turning things around. He was trying to repair Twitter's relationship with application developers, uh, and he was, you know, doing a lot of good things on the product side, I feel like, or at least empowering people to do good things on the product side. And, you know, maybe he wasn't directly responsible for a lot of it, but, you know, it it at least seemed like Twitter was becoming product focused and they did a lot of improvements in the app. They brought back the chronological timeline in the main app and made that pretty easy to get to. And things like buying review for publishing newsletters and wiring that up to profiles. And it just seemed like Twitter was headed in a good direction. But What I didn't realize at the time was that behind the scenes, Jack was essentially trying to figure out how to sell Twitter or essentially (laughs) deconstruct it. Uh, And I I guess, you know, whether he was right or wrong, he saw the writing on the wall that Twitter as a business was not great (laughs) and wouldn't get great anytime soon. And he felt the the uh, the pressure of investors. breathing hot air down his neck. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) he eventually left, as we all know, and um, Parag Agrawal took over 
Um, and uh, let me just say, <laughs> he may be a nice guy. I don't know, but worst Twitter CEO ever. <laughs> I think so. Uh, and that's uh, following in a in the footsteps of a line of pretty bad CEOs. So yikes. Um, Parag just, it seemed like he was doing like absolutely nothing <laughs> to communicate to anybody like what Twitter was, what it was for, what it could do, why anyone should use it, why anyone should care. Uh, product development seemed to just stall again. After Twi- uh, after Jack left, uh, and you know, then we started hearing all these rumors around like, oh, Elon Musk is interested in joining the board, and then Elon Musk doesn't want to join the board, and he actually wants to buy Twitter, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why isn't this CEO of Twitter getting out there and getting ahead of all this ridiculous nonsense and all this ridiculous posturing and all this goofy <laughs> messaging and saying like, I'm running Twitter. <laughs> here's what Twitter is. Here's what we're going to do. Here's our future roadmap. Here's our vision. Like he didn't do anything. He didn't do. I, I don't swear on this show, but uh, I could really let out a string of curse words right now because I'm just so frustrated about how how non-leader of a CEO he was. But anyway, it's all water under the bridge now, of course, because in the end, Elon Musk bought Twitter and took it private, and I gotta say, my expectations were not high. My expectations for what Elon would do with Twitter were not high at all. However, even with my low expectations, he has managed to absolutely destroy, like, (laughs) nuclear missiles destroy a community that I had really grown to appreciate. Uh, It was directly benefiting me as a content creator. It was directly benefiting me uh, as a freelance professional web developer. (laughs) Web dev Twitter, uh, of course, has always been uh, a thing because Twitter has historically skewed towards geek stuff more than most other social platforms, I think. Um, So, you know, Despite lots of flame wars and lots of ridiculousness, uh, web dev Twitter uh, has been, um, you know, really, really good for me personally uh, and has really helped me make a lot of connections with people and grow my network, as it were. And, you know, (sighs) I just feel like it's all up in flames now, like (laughs) whether it's whether it really is or not, like objectively is Twitter over objectively, should I leave Twitter because it's no longer a value to me? Like, I could look at a bunch of objective metrics and say, like, oh, things aren't that bad. But morally, ethically, (laughs) and that's what this show is about, right? This is the business, the art, the ethics of content creation, because you can't only have one. If you only have the business and you don't have the art, you don't have the ethics, uh, you might be successful in the short term, but in the long term, uh, it's not going to be good. And you're going to sell your soul to the devil, basically, is what's going to happen. Um, you can have the art, but if you don't have the business, what are you doing with that art, right? Uh, you can have ethics, you can have great ethics, but if your art's going nowhere and you don't have any business, 
uh, you can feel very smug and self-satisfied that you're an ethical person and be broke and nobody knows who you are. <laughs> uh, the dilemma, the dilemma. <laughs> I want all three. I'm greedy that way. I want the business. I want the art and I want the ethics and I want all of them to reinforce each other in positive and healthy ways. And at this point, where it comes to Twitter, I just don't see that happening. Uh, I'm not ready yet to start proclaiming hashtag delete Twitter. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm close. I'm really close, folks. So for a bit of context here, uh, I have deleted Facebook, right? I I'm not on Facebook. I don't have a Facebook account. I think it's literally gone. I I'm pretty sure that Facebook account I once had many years ago is gone. Um, technically, I still have an Instagram account. I didn't quite have the heart to pull the plug there. Um, and I don't know why. Uh, I should probably just download an archive of my Instagram data and delete that. Um, but it's I don't have the apps. I never log in. So, you know, from my own usage uh, standpoint, I deleted Instagram some time ago. So I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. I don't use WhatsApp. So nothing meta. I don't use anything from meta. <laughs> and I feel very good about that. But now I'm honestly asking myself, do I delete Twitter? Can I morally and ethically feel justified in using Twitter at all? And I don't know the answer to that question. Increasingly, I feel like the answer is becoming clear, and it's not a good trend. <laughs> it's trending in the wrong direction. Um, and I, I want to convey how emotionally disturbing this has been for me. Uh, and I didn't quite expect that reaction inside of myself, you know. I, I expected I would feel frustrated expected I'd feel annoyed, expected I'd have to, you know, take steps to do something else. Um, so I, you know, I expected the fallout in unemotional terms, right? Like I expected I, I would, you know, need to take steps to do something different. And by and large, what I'm doing different, of course, is I have an account back on the Fediverse now at Jared White at IndieWeb.Social. If you want to follow me there through Mastodon, etc., um, and uh, have actually amassed quite a few followers there, which is amazing, and having lots of great conversations. So, you know, in, in sort of objective terms, again, like, these are probably good things, and it's not all uh, horrible news everywhere. But subjectively, emotionally, personally, I did not quite expect I would feel so distraught. It kind of all came to a head a few days ago. Uh, I just kind of had a day where I was just like, ugh. <laughs> you know, one of those days where you really feel like you can barely even get out of bed. Everything's just weighing on you so much. And it wasn't just Twitter. I think it was a confluence of things combined with me just being tired, which is never a good recipe. But I just, I was so frustrated and so upset that this community on Twitter that I felt like I'd been a part of and that was building and all this momentum and 
recent episodes here on Fresh Fusion, I've talked about this where, you know, I felt like things were finally going right after years, years, decades. I am not joking here. Decades of being on the web, publishing content for the web, trying to trying to make some kind of name for myself in a way that resonates with people and provides value and they enjoy the content I'm creating and I get to share things with people and we get to be part of this exciting creative community like this thing I've always wanted this thing I've craved I'm not talking about massive fame I'm not talking about having you know hundreds of thousands of followers not even tens of thousands of followers but you know the thing of like you know if you have a thousand true fans or whatever like I felt like maybe I'd get there. Maybe I'd get to the point where I have a thousand true fans, you know, this this little cadre of souls that are all in, in solidarity with each other over, you know, whatever, whatever cool things that are going on and I'm helping to produce. Like, I felt like I was on the track. Like, finally, finally! And then Elon Musk buys Twitter and everything goes to hell. <laughs> and I'm like, Really? It's all over. I have to start like maybe from scratch. <laughs> I have to start from zero again. Ah, uh, it's so frustrating. It's hard to even convey in words like the sinking feeling, right? But I'm sure you've all had those moments in the past, right? I'm sure you've had your own moments in life where you felt like, you know, everything you'd worked so hard for, everything you'd strived for for so many years suddenly just turns into mists and floats off into the ether and it's just gone. And you're like, why did I do that? Why did I work so hard <laughs> for so many years to get to here? And now here turns out to be nothing, nothing. Uh Okay, so again, objectively, I know this isn't true, right? Like, I've already connected with a bunch of people through Mastodon, through the Fediverse, like, people I know, like, we're having conversations, people are still following me, like, <laughs> I still know people through Discord, I'm still in chat rooms, like, again, objectively, like, things are probably fine, and I'm going to be fine, but I just wanted to share with you my subjective perspective here, the subjective feeling of just utter bewilderment and frustration and just, in a way, feeling lost, that that sense of, I, I just don't even know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> uh, I think we've all been there at different times of our lives. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just being honest. That's, that's where I was. But I feel like I'm coming out of it now. And one of the things I'm trying to work out in my mind is, uh, where do we go from here, right? <laughs> I feel like I can't just recreate everything I was doing through Twitter uh, on the Fediverse and just carry on, right? Something needs to change. Something inside of me needs to change. I need to kind of reorient myself around this new world and figure out what can I do that provides value to people, uh, what can I do that is an effective use of my time? And to be very blunt, <laughs> I need to charge for my time. <laughs> I, I really do. Like, I can't keep spending, you know, hours and hours, days, weeks, months, years, just kind of scattershot putting content out on the web for free 
and then, you know, hoping it's, you know, worthwhile in some material sense in the future. Uh, I wish I could. I wish I lived in a world like Star Trek (laughs) where work was its own reward and we do things for the betterment of ourselves and society and we don't worry about such petty concerns as money and wealth. (laughs) I'd be very happy there. Like, I honestly don't care about money, uh, which is a very privileged white man (laughs) working in the tech industry thing to say. (laughs) I'm sure I, if I were in different circumstances, I would very much care about money. Uh, And don't get me wrong, obviously, like I need to think about money and I need to budget and I need to be financially responsible, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But just in terms of like goals in life, (laughs) my goal in life is not to be Money, 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 money. <laughs> Give me the money. Give me all the money. Money, 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 money. Like, I just don't care. I don't. My desire is to live in a reasonably nice place, in a wonderful city, and to have enough money, you know, to <laughs> to have clothes on my back and food on my table, uh, you know, maybe travel around a bit, uh, you know, occasionally buy something expensive, almost always technology related, like, you know, buy a new laptop or whatever it might be, right? Like, I don't care about anything else. (laughs) Like, right now, I don't even have a car. Um, My ex is using the car to to help ferry the kids around when they're not with me. And, you know, she's using my car because her car needs to go to the shop for a bunch of stuff. And anyway, it, yeah, finances being what they are right now it's easier for everybody involved for her to use my car so I don't have a car right now and you know what I don't want a car (laughs) I don't I don't want to spend the money I don't want to be financially burdened to buy a new car (laughs) you know a number of years ago I might have said like oh someday I want to own a Tesla wouldn't that be incredible and now I'm like eww I don't want to have anything to do with Tesla <laughs> because Tesla is still controlled by Elon. Um, maybe someday in the future when Mazda's coming out with cool electric cars, I'll look into it because I really like Mazda and, and the car I currently own that my ex is using is a Mazda. Um, but it just it doesn't really mean anything to me. Like, status doesn't mean anything to me. I'm not out there trying to buy, you know, a $1,000 ring to wear on my finger because then I'll look cool because I have this $1,000 ring on my finger. I don't care about any of it. I just don't. Um, I'm very much a minimalist at this point. Not not that you would think that if you saw my house right now because it's a mess. But, you know, uh, ethically, morally, creatively... um, Philosophically, I'm I'm kind of a minimalist. Um, I've I've legit thought about you know maybe at some point I do the van life thing uh, and just kind of you know live very simply and travel around <laughs> you know that whole thing right. Like my point is, if I could get by just putting art out there in the world for free, right? Just don't, why do you need to charge for any of it? Uh, You know, maybe I get some kind of patron, you know, some rich dude who thinks I'm cool, just 
out of the blue says, here, I'm going to pay for you to be alive. Now you can go forth and give the world your art. Like, I'd be like, cool, do it. Yeah. (laughs) But that's not the world we live in. That's not my situation. That's not really anyone's situation for the most part. So it all comes back around to how do you make money? The way I make money right now, of course, is I'm a freelance web developer. People pay me for my time to produce artifacts in the form of code. That's basically it. Pay for time, get code. That's the arrangement. And it's a good arrangement, and I make good money that way. But that's not content creation in the sense of, you know, podcasts, blog posts, educational materials, uh, you know, music, (laughs) vlogging, like all these other things I enjoy doing, all these other creative endeavors. uh, You know, nobody is paying me for my time and getting podcasts or getting videos, right? Now they could, but I'd have to build a business around those endeavors and I'd have to figure out, you know, who my customers are for that business. And essentially, that's what I'm having to do now. I'm having to sit down and really think in concrete terms, how can I build a business around at least some aspect of what I do as a content creator? Um, And it's hard for me to do that because, again, I would much prefer to just give all my stuff away for free to everybody. (laughs) Uh, But... It's time for a paywall, folks. It's time for a paywall. I'm not sure exactly what that's going to look like yet. I'm not sure exactly what I'm putting behind the paywall. But a paywall is coming. And not everyone's going to like that. Uh, But there you go. Um, And a lot of content creators are doing this uh, via services like Patreon. Um, But as I've mentioned on the show before, I do not like Patreon very much. (laughs) Uh, I consider it almost part of the problem rather than part of the solution. Uh, So I will be, of course, DIYing this whole thing and coming up with my own technological solution to having a paywall. So stay tuned. So in terms of, you know, the future of this podcast, the future of my blog, the future of my newsletter, the future of posting stuff on YouTube, whatever... It's all up in the air right now. I wish I could give you a definitive look at what will happen, uh, but I don't know yet. So we'll see how it goes. I'm sure I will, uh, you know, I have to (laughs) keep posting at least some stuff for free because you can't build an audience by putting everything behind a paywall. That's not how this works. But which combination of things is, you know, free and what's behind the paywall to be determined. So if you have any opinions on this, if you have any thoughts, uh, feel free to email me. I'm jared at jaredwhite.com. Or, of course, you can find me on the Fediverse at jaredwhite at indieweb.social. And I can't tell you to find me on Twitter anymore because I don't know how long I'm going to be there. (laughs) So there you go, folks. My completely raw an unfiltered take on how I feel about what's going on with Twitter and where I've been emotionally and what I'm looking to do in the future. 
So, uh, yeah, this this will be interesting. <laughs> this will be challenging, but it'll definitely not be dull. So I hope you stick around, folks. Once again, thanks for listening. My name is Jared White. You can always find me at jaredwhite.com. And until next time, bye bye <laughs>